What am I doing? An intro. What do you want me to say? Whatever, whatever. Welcome to another episode of Life Since 4th Grade, and it's been a minute since I've said that. I'm glad I didn't mess up on the intro, because otherwise it would have been take two, but this is Jerome. Uh, I know a lot of listeners are probably like, who the heck is this stranger? It's been a while since I've listened to you, uh, but I am joined here by... Guess who else is back? Mac is back. That's kind of a nickname. Again, I have opened myself up to you all, so I feel pretty close to you. But yeah, we we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, and by a lot of stuff to talk about, as in we had a long <laughs> show to talk through. But however, I, I think, you know the saying, like, it's just like riding a bike whenever people say that about stuff? Um, we're going to find out how applicable that yeah, is. Because this has been a minute. So basically, people want to tell you all about how life is like riding a bike or something like riding a bike, just get back on. But they don't tell you about whenever you fall, you fall <laughs> hard, and then you got to motivate yourself to get back on. So basically, I know the last time that I recorded frequently, um, it was back when my uncle was still alive and things of that nature. Mm. When he died... I kind of took it kind of hard as far as recording. Um, I didn't express that like verbally to anyone, but I always regretted not getting him on the podcast because my mom was like, hey, you should like record with your uncle. This is around actually Thanksgiving that she said this. And I was like, yeah, but then I was like, oh, we'll have plenty of time. And then Christmas came around. He wasn't too good. He wasn't too well. He was feeling kind of sick, so we couldn't record together. And then that was the last time I saw him around Christmas or whatever. So... It was hard doing episodes after that, knowing that I kind of had that regret. But it's time to just jump back in the saddle of things, you know? So, fall hard, get back on, wipe off the scrapes or whatnot, try to go downhill, get some momentum. And here we are, back with another episode. Mackenzie, we are getting into it. Starting with In the News, this section. And In the News! Tell me! The biggest argument, or the biggest thing that is in the news is, the world is flat. It's the dumbest argument that we're still having. Oh, I was like, so, what? I so, have not heard that. Yeah, so a lot of people, like, a lot of people, uh, the select few people in the world still want to believe that the world is flat. And then they have these flat earthers spreading around those theories. A lot of times flat it's Earth. athletes or celebrities that are help pushing that or push that agenda. Uh. So within that, people are like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, it is. Because a lot of people just go with what celebrities say and they're like, you know what bugs me about that is it's like, no one thinks about expertise. Like, you wouldn't listen to some person who didn't play whatever sport the athlete plays and say, actually, you should start playing the sport like this. You wouldn't listen to them, right? Because they don't have experience in that. Right. So why, are when they're talking about the Earth, unless they're some sort of genius scientist, are people like, oh, they said it. I believe them. Right. It doesn't make sense. Right. It doesn't make sense at all. And Kyrie Irving has been one of those that said, oh, I was trolling, but he's come back out to say, hey, the world's still flat or whatever. So I don't get it. B.O.B., he said it. Um, other people. But scientists have said no. And here's the thing. No matter how many pictures we get out there, people are like, oh, no, like, it doesn't make sense. It's fake. Fake news, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, one of the biggest things about this president that presidency that I hate is the term fake news. Yeah. I know it existed before this president made it so popular but it's kind of annoying um were you about to say something no i I, i'm thinking why i I just feel like nobody trusts anybody yeah about anything and especially the news it's like you know 
thinking about you almost have to cross check everything that you read yeah even sometimes on big news sources but i think part of that too is we consume so much from the internet so we google something first thing we click on we're like that's fact and so i think it's sort of our own issue of right. not taking ownership but it's kind of messed up right you know i'm pretty sure some of like your uncle didn't really die and they're like googling her away and like like no. doing everything like give no. me social security now. i'm gonna look them up right now those aren't our listeners yeah. you know it <laughs> yeah <laughs> those are some of the enemies that <laughs> made throughout the years <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know if I have any podcast enemies because people, I, the people that check for this podcast, all have been pretty much my friends and like some random strangers yeah, in the country. Say, right, that's not- some <laughs> some random strangers, some random people in <laughs> different countries. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate y'all listening to. It. I don't even know if people are still subscribed to this. Of course, we'll find out whenever this releases. Yeah, this uh, is huge. But yeah, it. I was I was gonna do the accent of the president, like huge, but Don't no, do it. no shine there. Um, but moving out of news this week, I didn't really have too much on the news. A lot has been going on, like pretty bad in the world. We're trying to be a little bit more positive light and things of that nature. Yeah, th- not not ignoring it, but also trying to highlight the right. people who are fighting the good fight. Right. So if you would like to know a little bit more about what's going on in the world currently, feel free to hit up google.com backslash google.com. Feel free to click on multiple sources because it's not always yeah, that first one. Yeah, not the one. first one. Yeah. Maybe, but learned. at least cross-check. Exactly. Don't don't just settle with I'm feeling lucky. You know, that's just a random Mm-mm. potpourri of things that oh. you could get through. Nice with the yeah. potpourri. Did exactly. you have potpourri in your house growing up? Uh, Yeah, like the fake stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. See, my, that was more like my grandma's scene but uh, i feel like there were people who there, there were potpourri houses just kidding yeah we had we had like a basket of it on the back like you know what do they call it? the toilet tank oh, okay in the okay, restroom okay. like yeah, it was all decorative and yeah. stuff like that uh-huh. so it smelled but even after it stopped smelling it was still there yeah, i mean it, it looked nice yeah did you ever knock it over at your grandma's house uh i don't think so but hers there's a good chance I would have would have been sitting there. Oh, okay, I'm got it. Relatively clumsy, but I, it was kind of up on a oh, shelf or something like that. It. Did you? I'm pretty sure I did at one time. Into the it, water? No, 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 because okay. then that'll be like just flush it down. Yeah, but yes. probably on the floor, like whenever I'm setting up for a bath and stuff. Yes, I took baths. Set I didn't always up. take showers, you know. I'm yeah. gonna set up I, for a bath. I have to run the water, then go <laughs> to the kitchen, get the dishwashing liquid, pour yeah. it in the water, Nothing make lots of suds. Exactly. I'm I'm a fan of baths. A good yeah. bath bomb. I I bought a bath bomb. That is news. I bought a bath bomb from the store recently. Still really? have yet to use it. What? What's Still, the hesitation? Um, I, I here's the thing. I feel like I need to get my mind right for this bath bomb because I want it to be an experience. I don't want to ruin it for myself. But apparently there's a surprise on the inside. Oh yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, mean, I just need to make sure I read the instructions Listen. properly and I have enough time dedicated to being mm. fully soaked. Here's the thing. If I know you like I think I know you. You just need to turn on some good R and B and just let yourself feel it. <laughs> I don't know if I can listen to R&B. You have to. Oh, uh, is that what the bath That's bomb is? That's it. Like, whenever you have your bath bombs, how do you set the mood? Uh, well... It's a little personal? It's a little personal, but <laughs> I sometimes call people in the bathtub. But even with your bath bomb going? Yeah, because the thing is, like, I'm there, and I'm already relaxing. And if it's someone that I want to catch up with, it's like chatting with a friend, but not in a weird way. You're yeah. just like, I'm relaxed. you relax. It's like having a glass of wine if you're a wine drinker, uh-huh. except you're in the bath. Yeah. Okay, so with that, like, do you let the bath bomb, like, go off, and then once it's done, like, fireworks show, you get in, and you're like, mm. okay. Or do you get in while it's, like, still fizzling and popping and stuff? Well, 
I think it's better if you kind of let it do its thing and then get in the water. Okay. But I have done both. Depends on how much of a hurry I'm in or how much time I have. Sometimes I'm impatient or potentially yeah. <laughs> got in the buff too soon, got to get in there. So stuff like yeah. that. So here's the thing. I, I think I'm going to have to Google it and watch some videos. Apparently, I Not hope that read people, the first one. Uh, I hope that people don't get in while I'm watching the video because then it's like weird. I just want to see like oh, instructions. them get in their own Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you, you've seen MTV Cribs before, right? You know, do you think I have? Uh, I would assume so, but here's the thing. A lot of things on TV you don't necessarily watch, and you're not... I don't know if y'all were really big into cable when you were growing up. I have seen MTV Cribs. Okay, got it. So, with that, Mariah Carey, when they showed her crib... Oh, yeah. She was working out in high heel stilettos, and she also got into the tub in her crib. So, hopefully, I don't have that situation whenever Sounds I'm like YouTube. Mariah. You know, but... Let's go ahead and jump out of news and go ahead and set your DVR. And not really set your DVR because here's the thing, people. We currently don't have cable where we are. Yeah, it's a, it's a sore subject. There's a good chance that someone we know and respect a lot who may have a little power on this decision may be listening to this. You know who you are, and I still respect you. But yes, we do not have cable, yeah. and that's a little bit of a bummer for a few reasons. One... We don't know what to set our DVR to. Yeah. Two, I can't watch Christmas Hallmark movies. Oh, yeah. Three, uh, any type of sporting event, we're missing. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not that big a deal to me. But right. for some people, that's <laughs> a yeah. big deal. So uh, for that, feel free to check the TV guy if they still print those <laughs> and put those. I know they're still in the newspapers. I think like in Sunday papers, they still have like oh, a TV man. guy thing. That's huge. Uh, I haven't seen a Sunday paper in quite some time. Yeah. Uh, but... Feel free to Google that as mm-hmm. well. Not the first link, Not the first as link. we've learned. Uh, go ahead and go to TV Guide. Look through your local listings. But something that we can talk about is recently that came out in theaters is a movie that I feel like everyone should see. This is one of the best movies I've seen this week, this month, this year, this decade, this lifetime, everything. Um, here's the thing. If you like the movie James Brown or whatever it was, Get On Up by James Brown story or whatever. If you like the movie 42, if you are looking forward to the movie The Black Panther, I don't know if there's a the in there. If not, then ignore the. If you like the movie or if you're looking forward to the movie Black Panther, then if you like all those lead actors, it's the same lead actor as this movie. I was about to say, I don't (laughs) I don't know if I agree with this, but yes, he is correct. It is the movie Marshall with Chadwick Boseman. Not to be confused with (laughs) Bozeman, Montana. Who's that? Nothing. It's a city. Go on. Bad joke. Oh, I thought it was a person. Hannah Montana has ruined that for me. I think that's like a last name. Oh, that is sad. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, back to the movie. Marshall, one of the greatest movies about Thurgood Marshall, which, interesting fact from McKenzie. Yes. Originally, his name was Thorogood, but he decided to change it because he felt it was too challenging to pronounce. Yeah. I originally thought this was fake news that McKenzie was telling me. It was not. Because I thought she was making a joke like, thorough, like thoroughly good movie. I was like, yeah, that was pretty good. Because you know what McKenzie does during the movie? When she saw his name was Thurgood, 
she pulls out her phone and she starts Googling because she's invested in the story. She's like, I wonder if this is a true story. So she Googles yeah, what it's about. Because I don't feel like everyone knows the full version of how Thurgood Marshall became the type of lawyer that he was. Okay, yeah. And I don't want to give too much away in the movie because I absolutely agree with Jerome. You have to see it. But it may not be the case that you most associate with Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. That- I, I didn't even, like, here's the thing. I wanted to watch as few trailers as possible because a lot of them give you spoilers without yelling on spoiler alert and saying, hey, uh, this is going to ruin the movie for you. So I didn't watch anything on it. I didn't know that it was going to surround a case and things like that. I thought it was going to be like autobiography. Like, this oh. is what, this is like through his steps. But what a great movie. Here's the thing. It also features allies in the movie. So though it's about people of color and things of that nature, a lot of times in order to get to the certain level of equality, you need certain allies that may not look like mm. you in that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Thurgood Marshall, a person of color, a black person, also has to team up with a Jewish person to help get some things done. Mm-hmm. I recommend this movie wholeheartedly. I'll give it a 5 out of 5, a 10 out of 10, or whatever out of whatever. Please go see it. Even if you pay to see a different movie, I don't even care. <laughs> like, sneak into that theater, deal with it with your conscience later, but educate yourself because this is a great movie. Even if you can't watch it now, wait until it comes out on DVD, go down to your local library, ask them to buy it, and then check it out it's for free. Probably, I mean, it's been out for a bit, not that long, but a I would of weeks. say. Like, I think November is when it came out. Yeah, late October. I think so much of what. To, okay, to an extent, I know we're not talking about news that, we didn't talk much about news, but to an extent, we are having trouble finding stories to celebrate right now. Mm-hmm. And you think about what a game changer, what it looked like to band together against maybe things that were happening that felt, I think for a lot of time, in a lot of ways, especially people of color, especially black people in America, they feel powerless. Right. And I think... The way they bring that together to find power amidst the system that there are so many things in the movie that it's like, how will they stand up against this? And it, yeah, just really, really well done. Good acting, too. Just, like, across the board. Yeah. And, I mean, here's the thing. Like I said, Black Panther, James Brown, Jackie Robinson all rolled up into one. It's Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. (laughs) I'm telling you, not going to regret seeing it. If you do regret it, contact me. I'll give you your money back. And by that, I mean I'll I'll email you back like, ha, sorry you didn't like it. Too bad. Uh, But I'm pretty sure everyone that watched it will enjoy it thoroughly. Thorough goodly, uh, and that is a play on third good. My bad. Uh, but like, if this gives you any idea too, like, like Sterling K. Brown plays one of the supporting. Oh actors. yeah, this like, is us. Yeah, but like, even just generally, like, he's. I think he's a brilliant actor as well, and I feel like the cast that they have support. I agree. Just really good. I agree. Also, one other thing, jumping out of the movie, coming on TV this Saturday, Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live excuse me, I don't want you all to get mixed up, so I'm going to say everything clearly, but this Saturday, Saturday Night Live, NBC, special guest host, drumroll please, <laughs> yeah, Chance the Rapper. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yep, yep, and special musical guest is... Eminem. Oh, I was going to say Chance the Rapper. <laughs> no, not Chance the Rapper, but Eminem. If they have a song together, maybe they'll perform it. Last week, we had Tiffany Haddish, the first black female comedian that has ever hosted. Mm. Uh, she hosted, and you had special guests, 
Taylor Swift. I know there's a lot of T-Swift fans out there. I'm not personally one of them, but the music was tolerable where I didn't have to fast forward through to get to the next update because I love Weekend Update and they always position it after the musical guest after the commercial and everything. So, great episode. I enjoyed it. I can't wait for this upcoming week. This weekend, Saturday, November 18th, I believe, is Saturday. Yep. Nice. Make sure that Do you, you set your DVRs. Do you have a cast member? Um... I guess I could say Keenan because he's one that I watch, but I really like, uh, I think his last name is Yost or Jost and Michael Shea. David Jost. Yeah. Uh, nope, that's the guy I went to college with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe that's him. Hilarious. But, no, it's definitely not him. But, but uh, both of them do Weekend Update, uh-huh. and I really love that segment. Uh-huh. So um, Keenan's funny at times. Sometimes like, Keenan, you're overacting. But yeah. it gives me nostalgia whenever I see him because I always think Keenan and Kayla, and then I'm thinking, dang. I totally hear you. Keenan is not one of my favorites. I don't know what it is. I, sometimes I feel like all his characters are the same. Yeah. And like, oh, he does the same voice. And it kind of drives me. Oh, yeah. Nah. Yeah. But That's I, why I, he was kind of annoying on Keenan and Kale, too, and all that. Right. I feel like it's the same. Like, yeah. I, I honestly feel like he... I'm not saying that he's not a good, like, comedian in terms of jumping in. Mm-hmm. And, like, he does... He's a good improver in that he goes with it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm like... Do something different. Yeah. Kind of drives yeah. me insane. Hey, I understand you. Maybe you should bring back Pierre Escargot. Maybe. <laughs> nah, don't do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you all for listening to our nice plug for Marshall. Mostly Jerome's, but I yeah. do agree with it. It's going to be a good movie. All right, it is a good movie. You should go see it. Even, okay, even for everybody out there who's like, hey, look, I don't know how to talk about race in my family. I don't know how to connect with anybody about race. Start with a movie like that. It provokes so much, like, this is real. This is happening. This is still happening. This is us. This is us, Sterling came out. <laughs> he said Sean Sterling. I said shout out, Sterling. Oh, shout out, Sterling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Start there, if nothing else. At the bare minimum, that should be a reason to go see it. Cool. Next segment of the show is story time. Now, I kind of sprung this episode upon uh, Mackenzie and said, hey, you want to record today? And she was gracious enough to agree. So we didn't really tailor out who was giving a story about what, but... Tis the season, and I mean tis the turkey season, it is Thanksgiving upon us. Let us talk about Thanksgiving. I got a joke for you. All right. Why didn't the turkey eat dessert? He was stuffed. Yeah. Oh, nice. Shout out Danny Badgett for that one. Oh, she said. She put the joke on our agenda today. But oh, yes, nice. Thanksgiving. D- were you like, I don't know why? I usually never get them, and I got it. Dig it. Dig <laughs> it. So, uh, with that said, do you have any big Thanksgiving memories or any kind of Thanksgiving-related story that you want to share with us? Yeah, I don't know that I can say that there was... I think Thanksgiving changed for us a little bit growing up. We used to go to both sides of the family, so both my dad and my mom's. As my dad's family got a little bit, as my as my grandmother got older, that was a little too much, so we shifted a little bit, and then we typically would just do with one side of the family. So kind of this, the we gathered as a family. We have a run in our town. I'm mm-hmm. thankful for it's four miles. Uh, so my family, most of my family, typically does that kind of sad and that you get up at 8 a.m. and run four miles, but kind of awesome that you're done by 9 a.m. and you're like, I can use anything I want, and mm-hmm. it feels great. So that's a pretty big pre- tradition. Um, let's see. I think... Uh, so typically, growing up, my grandmother, my mom's mom, always made the turkey. That was kind of her thing. She's She just has that, like, 
grandmother food, like, oh, you can't wait to eat whatever she's making. Uh-huh. But one year, so she, her and her husband went to Florida for a few months in the wintertime. She was gone over Thanksgiving, and something happened that, like, no one else was going to be around. It was, like, me and my parents and maybe, like, one or two other people. Um, so it was a pretty small crew. And my mom is like, okay, okay, Ken, so we're going to tackle the turkey together. I'm like, okay, cool. Here's the thing. My mom can cook, bless her. I hope she listens to this. But it's not her passion. And we've had to, like, work through that where I'm like, mom, you just you just don't love it. And eventually she's like, yeah, you're right. But if she follows, like, directions, she's got it down. So she starts getting the turkey ready before I get home because I couldn't get home until Wednesday, I think, or something like that. And she is, like, looking through all the directions, trying to figure out what we need to remove. Because she actually had never made a turkey either because my grandma had always done it. So she's looking at the turkey and she sees it's a butterball turkey. Oh. And she sees on the turkey that there is a butterball hotline. Yep. So she's like, okay, well, you know what, let me just go ahead and give them a call. So she calls them, they're asking questions, and they're like, okay, ma'am, the first thing that we need to do is we need to know what state your turkey is in. Like frozen, room temperature, whatever. She says, oh, I'm in Indiana. <laughs> and the lady, like, pulls the phone back, is laughing, turns and says to someone else, she just said Indiana. <laughs> and, like, is just losing it. So that's probably, like, our f- most, like, commonly told story. But it's usually, like, pretty casual. I mean, we play, like, a game or two as a family and get together. Um we are typically a decorate a little bit before Thanksgiving family, so we like enjoy sitting around the tree or stuff like that. Decorate, oh, like put up, like yeah. Well, okay, got we, it. We we typically, at least for the last like five to ten years, maybe ten, have done that. But uh, you've always got like the classic family member. My one uncle, horrible storyteller. He mm-hmm. like starts the story, laughs the whole way through the story. No one knows what he's saying. He gets mm-hmm. done, and he's looking at you all for that satisfying laugh, and no, everyone's like, I have no idea what you So what you're saying said. is that this uncle should never be on Life Since 4th oh, Grade. Oh, he should be on Life Since 4th Grade, but <laughs> nobody would follow it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, pretty, I mean, that kind of stuff I feel like is pretty typical, but the run, turkey in Indiana, stuff yeah. like that. You know, you had the I'm thankful for, and in back where I'm from, we had the I'm thankful two-step. Oh. Now, some people would think, like, this is like DJ Unk, walk it out, like, two-step. Uh-huh. But, um, no, it was like, I'm thankful, and then you take two steps towards the food because it's time to serve yourself. Oh, so. is uh, that real? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so no four miles, just two steps in the direction of the food. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Y'all are really, like, active beforehand, and then it makes pigging out not feel as bad because you, you have that high metabolism. You're like, I already exercised today. No big deal. I yeah. know this, I know for some people, they're like, ew, I would never. But honestly, it's a really nice way to start. Right, right. Uh, for a number of years for me for Thanksgiving, I would go out and I would be one of those weird people that is camped out uh, during uh, Black Friday uh, or for Black Friday and preparations. And this is before like Black Friday started to encroach and creep a little bit more towards Thanksgiving and eventually stores being open on Thanksgiving you're Day. You're a real camping man. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would even tell people that I am, I have camping experience. Whenever they hear that experience, they discredit it. Yeah, well, uh, I also would discredit it, that. It reminds me of Troop Beverly Hills, though. You know, like, whenever they're trying to get, like, that troop, this Beverly Hills uh, yeah, women crew. And then, like, I hear you. And, like, I'm basically out here luxury camping. I invented glamping, glamping before it was a thing. I'm the original glamour Did camper. Did you have anything in your tent that you were sleeping on? Oh, Initially, my first year out there, it was just me and a chair. That's horrible. It was raining. That's horrible. It was freezing. 
I can't. And you stayed? Yeah, because uh-huh. I put in some time. So uh, that was me at Target my first year. I got what I How wanted. Long? Great satisfaction. I actually went out there a little bit after Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, like, we actually do Thanksgiving lunch. Oh, okay. Uh, so I went out there around, like, noon. And then from there... On Thanksgiving? Been, yeah. And then from there, I stayed all the way through to the store open at either 2 a.m. or 4 a.m. on Friday. And I'm just out there in a jacket with a chair. By and, yourself? Yeah. And what? then my cousin Bernie came and joined me. Yeah, it was pretty pretty intense out there. Uh, one year, Literally. The, the next year, I went to Best Buy. Intense. Uh-huh. I see what you're doing Thank you. there. Thank you. The next year, I went to Best Buy. And um, Bernie actually got a tent this time. No, no, no. I was still out there in a chair. I didn't have a tent this time. Uh, the second year, no tent, me and a chair. Uh, Do you think a little like, bit more comfortable. I would like to have someone out here with me? I think, <laughs> I think yes, it would have been nice, especially because whenever it gets closer to the time, you usually get some texts like, oh, man, what are the deal? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, like I'm right. out here with one phone. This is my sole internet source. Why don't you just look on the internet and see what the deals are, and then come join me if you want something. I'm not going to just pick up something for everybody or whatever. And is there, like, restrictions to who can join you? Okay, so I'm glad you said that because there's always this family at the front that always brought people into the line. And my later years, I got pretty good at Black Friday camping because I realized once you had a tent, no one knew who was in the tent. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I'm probably giving out some of my tips or whatnot, but I retired from the game. I'm no longer a Black Friday camper. <laughs> uh, but as long as you set up the tent when little to no people are there and you have some FaceTime out there, you actually could go home. As that tent saves your spot in the line. And plus, nobody knows who all is in the tent. So you and another person could split time or y'all could just both be out there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just doing what you want. Or if you have a bigger Does tent. Does anyone actually go home? Everybody goes home. Like that out like within the first number of people, everyone goes home. So they just set their tent. Yeah, and leave. so there was always that family up front. That one person set their tent, but they would have people switching out. They would have like a little kid like sit out there for like an hour or whatever. But then they have like some of the uncles or cousins and stuff like that come out and split some time spend some time. Yeah. So everyone was doing this. That's why I got hip to the game. But they had most people, they always had one person there. But uh, I was like, you know what? I don't care. I just need to be social and friendly first, show my face. After that, I'm gone. Like night hits or whatever, I sit in the car. I crank up the car. I drive off. No one else knows or whatever like that. Or you did that? Yeah, yeah. As long as my tent was there, I and then I would. Here's the thing: you have to be smart. You have to talk in the tent. You have to be like, "All right, are you gonna be good? I'm gonna go home for a little bit. I'm gonna get something to eat, change clothes, whatever." And then you have to change your voice. But like, yeah, I'll be all right. Blah blah. No. Yeah. So people think that I'm like in the tent having a conversation with You're someone. You're a weirdo. I dr- I have sleeping bags in there, and I have pillows. I position the pillows in the sleeping bags. So you are like a liar. I put my hat. On the pillow, because I don't even wear a hat unless it's a beanie or whatever. And everyone like that goes by and tries to sneak peek in. It looks like a person's there just sleeping or whatever. So I'm like, and then whenever I come back, I'm like, all right, cool. They told on the fort, you go home or whatever. What's our next section? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, that's what I <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, I, I retired from the Black Friday game or whatnot. Uh, but this year, Thanksgiving will be a little bit more different. It'll be our first time without Uncle Albert actually being there. Um, and. And actually, my cousin Reggie decided to have Thanksgiving at his house. At first, it was kind of intense because we were like, oh, we don't know who's going to have the Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. But then Reggie stepped up and then sending out text messages to everyone, group text messages with the read receipt.
receipt on there. Yeah, I don't I know if it's real receipt or red that. receipt. But he has it on the text message, sending out to everyone. And he's like passive aggressive in some of these texts. He's like, all right, hey, y'all. So uh, Thanksgiving, we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner at 4 p.m. My place, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. We've never eaten Thanksgiving dinner at 4 p.m. It's always been earlier in the day, lunch, and then we have leftovers for Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's basically trying to set out these precedent or whatever. And then he's sending out to everyone, all the matriarchs uh, of the family. Actually, my mom. Uh, I don't know if he sent it to his mom, but he sent it to his brother. Sent it out to my Aunt Glenda. If you've been listening to stories about Aunt Glenda, <laughs> or, I don't know if I've shared all those. But she has been, she will be a, a jewel to tell a story about. But... Send one on Glenda. I still, to this day, have not seen on Glenda reply to one of these text messages. Send one to my cousin Derry on Glenda's child, and he has not replied or whatever. But my mom has replied, and she's actually the only one that said, hey, my family will be there. Anything you need from us? He replies, hey, bring desserts, send some drinks or whatever. From there, he's like, okay, so I still see no one has replied. Like, what am I supposed is, is no one coming to dinner? And then, like, that's what I'm replying. Like, hey, like, I don't I don't even know your address, but I'm going to be there. Like, free food, I'll oh, be there at 4 p.m. Replied. Yeah, she replied and RZP'd for all of us, uh-huh. right? And then, like, his brother replies, whoa, whoa, slow down there, angry man. We'll all be there. Just make sure you get to cooking and don't burn nothing. And then my mom was like, whoa, first of all, like, here's the thing. When my mom gets, like, in one of those moods where she's, like, talking to you or whatever, she'll, like, get the neck moving a little bit, but, like, she'll get the point a little bit, too. I remember growing up, my mom, like, she's, she's, I don't know if she's listening to this. I don't know if she's still subscribed or whatever, but we used to have this thing where I said, oh, yeah, my mom has, like, a favorite word or whatever. And then she was like, oh, what's my favorite word? I was like, HFN. Because back when we were growing up, if we asked for something or whatever, and it was, like, really outlandish or whatever, she would tell us HFN. And HFN mean heck effing no. <laughs> she would just say yeah, HFN? But no, no, no. She'd she say would it. say hell effing no. Oh. Like, even the yeah, like uh, just like that, like a little siren. Like you, like hey, you know, can uh, can like we go to Blockbuster and like rent a game or whatever like that? She's like, did y'all clean your room? Like, uh, we'll get to it. Did you do this? We'll get to it. Yeah, like like whenever she gets into that. So whenever I told her that the HFN, she started to say HFN, and now she never says it. <laughs> so baby Van will never experience that. Like never. She's probably if she is listening to this, she's probably laughing because she she remembers the time that I actually explained it to her, like HFN and all this stuff. But speaking of baby Van, I'm excited to go back and see Mm. how big he's getting. Like when I left home, last time I was home was for the funeral in January. He was laying on the floor. He couldn't. He didn't even know how to crawl. Like he barely moved backwards when he was doing. He he never knew how to move forward or anything like that. So you would basically put him on the floor. He'd stay still. He was stationary. Yeah, he was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> now he's one year old or whatever. He's out there walking. Not only is that, somehow or another, he, he knows how to put a phone to his head. He doesn't. He hasn't really mastered the concept of putting the phone to your ear. He puts it on his head like a hat and starts like saying, da-da-da-da, or whatever the heck. So I'm excited to see that kid. Maybe I'll record an episode with him. It'll probably be the most pointless episode, <laughs> but at least I'll get something that he can listen back to and be like, hey, that was me. I was a little kid. I suck, or whatever, <laughs> but I don't think he sucks. Uh, but moving on, we forgot to touch on this subject earlier because... 
here's the thing. We haven't done this in a while, but Hey Man, That's Effed Up. And exactly while I'm thinking through it now, like, Hey Man, That's Effed Up, and I'm Not Feeling That, kind of in the same vein. So mm. we'll just go ahead and get into I'm Not Feeling That. Mm. And is there anything that you're not feeling that you would like to share with the world? Yeah, when people lie about their tent, Black Friday camping, you're a sicko. Did I, oh, lie about their tent? Yeah. What? Why? Lie by pretending there's a person in there. Listen, my first three years, I was out there I'm the listening. full time. Oh. I was out there. It did not work out in my favor because I realized that every time I went through the line earlier and I counted up people, I was like, okay, cool. I'm this number. I'm definitely getting a TV. You, you weren't the number. No, because there'd be so many more people that would show up right before the doors open. I'm like, yeah, what the bad. heck happened? So I started to play the game evenly. I don't like the game then. Yeah. I'm not feeling the game. That's annoying. I get it. But I think. Generally, I just don't like, I don't like that Black Friday turns into something that takes people away from their families. Mm-hmm. I am not trying to glorify how Thanksgiving started or what we pretend that it is, because I know it means a lot of different things to people. Got it. But if you look at it as a time to give thanks and gather with family, which I think in a lot of cases, that's basically what people know it to be at. Like, mm-hmm. that's what they know it as. But I don't like it when people are like, okay, I'm leaving at 4 p.m. because I'm going to Black Friday. Like, I think it just takes, yes, they're choosing to go. When people are like, oh, I got to work at like 12 a.m. the night of Thanksgiving, it limits often. And nobody really, in in general, people don't get Wednesday off. Mm. So it's like you have Thursday a little bit of time, so and you have to coordinate that with your family. And then, like, if you work all day Friday, I just... I think so. It's like one of those things that America kind of took and twisted, which we did from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so maybe we start our own pot there, but I'm not feeling that. Yeah. You know what? I'm not feeling. Uh, so basically, people have their staples whenever they're making things for Thanksgiving and stuff like that. And like, you'll go to the store, and you know, like some of the shelves are going to be bare during this time because everyone's trying to get all this stuff that they're going to be prepping. Uh, so basically, we're trying to make this big feast in our homes. We'll probably throw away a lot and be a little bit wasteful in the food. But typically, everyone's home will have some people in it eating and stuff. Right. If you're fortunate enough to have that. Uh, type of uh, tradition. And if you're not, or you don't, you know someone who isn't, invite them. Like, yeah. bring them into your family. Yeah, or look up, if you're in a public library or anything like that, or even if you're at home, you have a computer, look up where some of these shelters or some of these places are just hosting a free Thanksgiving yeah, dinner. Yeah, there's a lot of community And then meals. go. Um, so, but with that, there's certain things that we had uh, on our on our tables at, at Thanksgiving. Growing up, we were never one of those families that had mashed potatoes and gravy at Thanksgiving dinner. Really? Uh, yeah, we've never had macaroni and cheese at Thanksgiving. In fact, mm. I made macaroni and cheese one year for Thanksgiving. I basically got ridiculed in my family. They're like, why would you make macaroni and cheese? Where's the broccoli white cheese casserole? You've been making that every year. What the heck are you thinking? <laughs> this isn't macaroni and cheese. It's more like I macaroni think, pie. I think we make macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Okay. And the thing is, I tried it. But one year off off schedule. I didn't do it again for Thanksgiving, but I did it at probably like Easter. Got it. Macaroni and cheese was bomb. Uh, no complaints, but then again, we don't have like a set menu. But uh, yeah, we usually the broccoli rice cheese casserole. We have like a turkey and like a fried turkey and a baked turkey, I think, and like ham and like dressing, not you, stuffing. You have a lot of meat. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Um, and we uh, green beans or greens and cornbread and some stuff uh-huh. uh, and sometimes Hawaiian rolls or whatever, uh-huh. you know. We bring in our outlying states uh-huh. into our Thanksgiving as Gosh, well. Gosh, that's very cool. Uh, but 
one thing that I've always used whenever I made the broccoli rice cheese casserole is Velveeta cheese. Here's the thing. I know it's not really cheese. I, all the real dairy fans out there probably know it's not real cheese. But one thing that I'm not feeling right. is that whenever I started making the casserole, the price of Velveeta was $4.99. $4.99 for a block. They would also have sales where it actually was $4.88. And you're like, heck yeah. Now you go into the stores. Cents? Yeah. That's hilarious. But it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now you go into the stores. The price of Velveeta, basically $8. I don't know what happened. Is that within reality the, making it I up? promise you, you can look it up right now. It's like $7 some change or $6 some change. Okay. Basically $8 whenever you're trying to go in there and make Velveeta. Okay. This has come a long way since the $4.88. I don't know if the stock price of Velveeta has gone up astronomically to justify this price, but I hate it. I used to make queso with that Velveeta cheese. I used to make broccoli rice cheese casserole with that Velveeta cheese. I used to just look at the Velveeta cheese thinking like, this is a great price. So that's what I'm not feeling. Do you have mm. anything that you would like to share with our audience as far as Let Me Learn You Something? Because this week is time for Let Me Learn You Something, people. Huh, let's see. Uh, okay, so recently we, recently I learned a little bit about just general, like the different types of what qualifies as exercise. Okay. I forget the three categories, so I'm not going to do a great job, but... Little things like getting up and walking every 30 minutes can make a huge difference in your health. Got it. So, like, what people can do to just keep their blood moving better is, like, small things throughout the day. So even if you have a really busy day, like, a restroom break can make a huge difference from sitting in meetings all day. Like, literally moving your arms around for, like, a minute can make a huge difference. Making sure that you're not stationary. If you have the opportunity, standing at your desk instead of sitting. But I was thinking about, like, just lifestyle decisions that you make to change some of those things. Learning a little bit more about it this week. But if you're interested, you should just, you should figure out how to make small changes, which is, like, duh. But I think I, I've been thinking a little bit about some of the stationary days that I have because I just feel super stir-crazy at the end. But I'm wondering if I did, like, the three-minute things throughout the day, would that make a difference? Yeah, maybe this podcast could turn into a standing podcast. Uh, of course, the listeners wouldn't know the difference. It's true, but maybe just, we would. Yeah, yeah. And then they would be like, hey, man, I've always known Jerome had nice calves, but do you see those calves on McKenzie? Nah, <laughs> people wouldn't notice. I, I kind of get outshined in the calf department. Yeah. Um, so... I have a question for you, though. Uh, I know we talked a lot about Thanksgiving. I know we talked about a lot, a lot about food on the place or whatever. But let's say, have you ever been sitting, like, at the dinner table and you started to mess around in your food, probably, like, building little things or, or like, flicking stuff? Like, has that ever happened or have you ever done anything like that? Uh, yeah. I mean, if I have a little bit left on my plate or something, sure. I've, I've moved my food around a little bit. And do your parents ever call you out on any of that or stop, or tell you to stop playing with your food or whatever? Uh, I don't think unless it's affecting anyone else. Got it. I have no memories of that, but I've always been like, for the most part, I usually eat whatever I take. Makes sense. Well, I, I asked that because I want to go down this little path. Uh, I, I know we're currently in autumn and within autumn or fall, uh, things get a little bit more popular. You see the rise of the pumpkin. The pumpkin moves out as a decoration. It is out on people's doorsteps. It's, it's on everywhere. Yeah, it's in the spice lattes. It's in the dining centers or mm -hmm. in your world of dining and people put pumpkin in any in any and everything. My thing is, 
Halloween. People cut open the pumpkin. They get out the little guts. They start making little designs or whatever. You know why? Because you're playing in it and you're designing something and you're putting it out as a decorative piece. This is where I'm going. Pumpkin is not food, people, and I'm here to let you. I'm here to learn you something on that. No, Pumpkin you're wrong. is strictly a decoration. He's wrong, wrong, <laughs> no, wrong. people have taken this pumpkin thing a little bit too far. I agree with that. That doesn't mean it's not a food. I say wholeheartedly, not a food, not edible. It's over there. It sits in there. It makes people think, oh, Halloween, nice decoration. However, this gourd should not be eaten. Here's the thing. Paper is out there abundantly in the world. It's nice to decorate things with, but do you see us ingesting it? Do you see us digesting it? No. That's a dumb argument. Hey, I'm just saying. Decoration to Pumpkin decoration. Pumpkin is a form of squash, and we eat the majority of squash. You know what else squash is? A, a game. Ugh. Yeah, you play no. that. You don't play with food, okay? I love pumpkins in some things. Maybe you could be a little less this or that, crotchety old man. Oh, well, here's the thing, people. Uh, on your Thanksgiving plates, on your Thanksgiving tables, feel free to eliminate the pumpkin and pick up a sweet potato pie. You know why? Because if someone had a sweet potato out during uh, during Halloween, I think. See, mm, listen. If someone had a sweet I potato out during Halloween, here. I'd be like, "Oh snap! That must be the Halloween dish." I'd pick it up. I'd candy it. Make candy yams. I know sweet potatoes and yams are not the same things, but it'd be a great little thing that I just picked up for trick or treat. You just want to make all the rules. That's what's going on here. Hey, you just want to make you just want to make the rules about what people should or shouldn't eat. And you're team sweet potato, which is fine. Yeah. But you don't need to be hating on everybody that's team pumpkin. I don't make the rules. I just you follow You want to make the rules. And a lot of people out there in the world are quite upset whenever they go to ingest some sweet potato pie and then they're let down to find out this pumpkin. Okay. Yeah. So uh pumpkin eaters, stop. Nope. <laughs> Disagree. Yeah. Outside of that, I think we've covered every topic. We went through uh, the news. Didn't have much there. We told them we set the DVR. We didn't talk about much there. It does seem like there's yeah. a lot there, but yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's plenty there. Yeah. Um, doubling back a little bit, uh, there's a lot of uh, sexual harassment cases that are going on. Yeah. And a lot of accusations that are going on in the world. Yeah. Uh, all in all, keep your hands to yourself. Always ask for consent, and don't be a jerk about it. That's on both sides of the aisle, or every side of the aisle. Uh, I know that women, in most cases, are the victim more times over. And I'm not saying men don't get abused more, much or whatever, or men don't get abused at all. But men, it is not the argument that you need to make to say, hey, we are victims too at times. Because... Overall, a lot of times we are the perpetrators in this because we are brought up sometimes in uh, basically sexual harassment or rape violence culture where we're taught through different mediums that, hey, this isn't isn't harassment. This is normal. So just know that brush up on your skills and whatnot and like not skills, brush up on your understanding of the definition of sexual harassment and harassment and all of that. But with all of that said, I think I'm done talking. Do you have anything else that you want to share with the audience? Uh, watch the the PSA uh, sexual harassment videos if you're like, what is this and what do these things mean? They're all true stories. I feel like they start the conversation for people who are like, I don't know if I believe all these people out here. Here's the thing. Those things are 
horrifying to recount. I don't think people would make them. I don't think it is. I think it is very rare that people make that stuff up. So educate yourself. Use media in a good way when it's from a credible place. That's and especially art, like especially art in the media. Like even even something as simple as the movie Marshall or these PSA things. If the, it's possible that if you've experienced anything like this, they're pretty triggering. So be mindful of that. But yeah, find find what's out there and start conversations. To find what she's looking uh, to find what she was talking about just now, feel free to go to YouTube, search PSA sexual harassment. You can even type in uh, David Schwimmer. Yeah, and if you can't spell that, friends. just type in PSA sexual harassment. Yeah, there's friends. six of them. Like, yeah, yeah, show yeah. up. Uh, there's six of them. Tommy from our Tommy from uh, Power is in one of them. Mm-hmm. He's in the bartender scene one. Yeah, and that one's pretty powerful. All of them are pretty far- powerful. If you do need to take time in order to just sit and watch them all through, feel free to get up, take a walk break, decompose a little mm-hmm. bit, or decompress. Uh, talk about it with someone. Process it. Share it with people so we're all in the know and we can all start the conversation and continue the conversation together to make sure that we try to eliminate this throughout our normal lives. And if you're listening, listen. Don't believe them. Just start by believing them and then go from there. But Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. We'll try to be back on yeah. a regular basis. Getting back on the bike. Here's the thing. I think when, we at least kept pedaling. Yeah. Whenever you don't ride a bike for a while, you can't just go like all out. Like you need to get back in there. You're not in the same shape or whatever. <laughs> so uh, if this is a short episode, we're just trying to get back in shape or whatever. And uh, we'll be back sometime. I don't know if it's next week, but we will be back for another episode of License Fourth Grade. Thank you for listening. Later, Gators. This episode is brought to you by Jerome and McKenzie. Because back when we were growing up, if we asked for something or whatever, and it was like really outlandish or whatever, she would tell us HFN. And HFN mean heck effing no. <laughs> she would just say yeah, HFN? But no, no, no. She'd she say would say hell effing no. Uh, like even the hell, like uh, just like that, like a little siren.